Welcome to the Empowered Global Women in Business podcast. I am Elle Ballard, a bicultural woman, mother, wife, and entrepreneur. In this podcast, I will help you navigate entrepreneurship as women of the world, a multinational bicultural woman. I will interview female business owners navigating the cross-cultural dynamics of building a business sustainably, ethically and in community. In this raw and real conversations, I will explore what it's like to build a business authentically and on your own terms. If you are a multinational woman and ready to build a business authentically while maintaining your uniqueness and individuality, welcome to the Empowered Global Women and Business Podcast. Hi, everyone. Al Ballard is here with you. Hello. And I have my good friend with us today for the interview. Um, and I'm excited to have this conversation with her. And she's joining us, by the way, all the way from Kazakhstan. Hi, Eleonora. Hi, Elvira. How are you? <laughs> good. I'm good. I'm doing great. So before we jump on, and thank you so much for joining us. I know it's it's evening there and it's morning here in California. Um, I'm excited for this conversation. It's going to be great. And before we jump on, I want to introduce Eleonora today. So Eleonora Dmesinov is actually an old friend of mine. We uh, we went to uh, college together at university back in the day. And I am so happy to be reunited and reconnected with her recently. Uh, but Eleonora works as a trauma and crisis therapist and Osho meditation facilitator. Prior to joining therapy and mindfulness path, she worked as a project business manager in the water treatment facility project of Tengis Chevroil Joint Venture, which is a part of Global Chevron Corporation, worldwide oil and gas company. She worked in the oil and gas industry for 15 years in leading positions in different departments. Today, she works as a therapeutic session giver since uh, 2012, having finished many um, therapy, meditation, facilitation, and energy work uh, courses like body-mind balance, no mind, reference point therapy, and many more. She also organizes mediation groups, inviting world-known Osho therapists Eleonora successfully applies knowledge from these seemingly different spheres, oil and gas business and spiritual growth, from both of her uh, experience to help her clients to enhance and deepen their life experiences. She lived in India for seven years learning and practicing meditation. She also traveled a lot around the world. Hi, Eleonora. Welcome again. Welcome. So I'm excited. So my first question after introduction, this brief introduction, I want to um, I want to start with so you have this interesting mix of experience, uh, you know, being in oil and gas and then moving into the helping people from the therapeutic uh, standpoint and body and mind connection. So share with us, why do you do what you do and what makes me unique? And that's my most favorite question that I like to ask. But also this transition in your career, you know, how you transition from, from oil and gas to therapy work. Yeah, in fact, uh, you know, uh, I have been working in, always working in multinational companies, like uh, now working as a crisis and trauma therapist. I also spent a lot of time and gave quite a few sessions in India in an uh, international, uh, international meditation resort. 
which attracts a lot of people worldwide. And my previous job was also this oil and gas company in Adderalk in Gishivarol, which also attracted a lot of people because of oil and gas, you know, to Kazakhstan. Wow. <laughs> a lot of mainly Westerners and also not only, but yeah. And it's a actually interesting mix of business and spiritual uh, spheres. Uh-huh. Both actually I enjoyed working both. <clears throat> but today it's not a um, something separate for me because the whole the whole thing the whole life is one you know yeah. it does not matter where you work but today after having been working in India for and having uh, given and taken a lot of sessions groups etc etc today um, I feel that. If I return, for instance, I'm not going to, but if I return to any of the business sphere, I would bring this new meditation experience, meditation state with me in any area. Whatever I do now, it's a different quality. This is is what what is very unique. Uh, I, uh, having uh, worked in India, I joined such, there is very good program, work as meditation, which, you know, gives you experience working and meditating at the same time, you know. Mm-hmm. So this quality, this kind of skills, you can now, I can now apply uh, um, in any daily routine thing. Whatever you do, there is a quality of meditation. Mm-hmm. And meditation is not something like, you know, sitting like everybody thinks it's sitting. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> pose like you know in mudra or whatever yeah. it is to be an understanding usually about meditation people have right, right. Exactly. right. yeah there's a huge misunderstanding about this so mm-hmm. anything in life you do could be meditative way mm-hmm. you know it's a state of being present to yourself yeah. Looking inwards uh, in doing whatever, whatever, talking to you right now, being present, you know. In this moment, yeah, not thinking about. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly right, being here. And that, that thing I missed back then while I was working in, uh, that's why I <clears throat> felt like to be burned out. I was very stressed and I was very tense and bored because I did this for many years. Now it's not kind of interesting. So, uh, but it's a good thing also that that happened to me because uh, that path brought me to this meditation way, which a very um, uh, refreshing quality. Now, every anything you do now, it could be fresh, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And I love the connection, um, how in the corporate world, and I think it's so needed and being in corporate world myself, having that experience, I think it's, it's, it's a very good, um, addition to a daily life, um, at work, not only corporate, of course, business uh, building for entrepreneurs as well, incorporating meditation practices. And just like you said, it's not, you know, sitting for hours and just, you know, um, in one position, right? There are so many uh, forms of it. And and I love how you mentioned it, because I think it's the more we incorporate it in today's business of the world, because the the peace 
today is a luxury, right? Being in peace, like it's a luxury today because of information overload. Um, but how do you typically lead that session? Can you describe what like the form it takes? Can you describe uh, how that it will be, how that form will take? Yeah. Well, I cannot say I have typical sessions. It depends on uh, the issue the person uh, come, uh, comes to me with. But um, mainly it's the, the, the someone uh, is looking inside. Mm -hmm. It's not me. It's client goes, uh, works on himself mm -hmm. with me helping him to be being present for him or her. Mm -hmm. And this makes just wonderful things because uh, there is <clears throat> uh, the client feels support, feels my presence, the entire support, no matter what I'm there for him or her. And this gives a really, real, real uh, miraculous outcome because sometimes uh, clients feel that for the first time in their lives, feels to be heard, to be understood, to be, you know, loved to be cared for uh, which is very important which is also becoming unfortunately luxurious today mm -hmm. people are so very in a hurry so very you know they do not pay attention to themselves to their inner 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 thing you know yeah. inner child you know in psychology that i <laughs> think yeah, yeah, we yeah. all have inner child inside of us which uh, sometimes screams for help you know Mm -hmm. This is uh, one of the things, but also there are many, many other things. Like, <clears throat> uh, if we, if I take it from technical points, there are <laughs> uh, many, many techniques I um, ask people do in my presence, and after he's doing this, then result comes just uh, you know immediately. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Also, what helps me is uh, because I've done a lot of trainings and I've practiced a lot of sessions like human design, also one of the parts. Yeah. Yeah. And also interesting to understand your biology, understand your mechanics, you know, biology, your body. Mm -hmm. And once you understand your design, your body, then you do not, uh, you know, question why I'm doing like that. Why am I? You know, I tend to be this or, or that. And everybody wants me, wants me to be that. But yeah. <laughs> once you, yeah, once you see the, um, Why you how, yeah, your energy, how energy works, mm -hmm. tends to work on your body, then you, many questions just uh, drop. Yeah, and you helped me discover human design. I love Actually, it. <laughs> And I remember we worked on it and after working with you and finding out who it is I, I am, there is actually a lot of, um, I understood a lot of things, a lot of dots connected that I couldn't before, you know, I was asking myself, why do I do like, why is it this way? Why do it, you know, but then when, when in the bigger picture, I love that. So I love that. I love uh, human design and how it all connects. Um yeah. So I want to uh, talk about a little bit about the background. Uh, and I know we grew up in the same country, you and me. Um, and I know you traveled extensively as well, and you lived in India. I have never traveled in India. So um, one of these days, I'd like to go and um, uh, see and check out that country. But 
how has being from a different background and living in different cultures and countries and traveling extensively, uh, how has your background uh, limited or favored you, would you say? Well, you understand that uh, <clears throat> I was born in Kazakhstan uh, at the end of the Soviet Union, actually. It was still Soviet Union when I was born. Actually, you know, we were... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and you understand? Yeah, you understand our conditioning is almost the same while we were born. It's you know the Soviet stuff, yeah, and Kazakh stuff to add it, and Russian stuff. You know all this mixture of whatnot. Mm -hmm. Thankfully, there was no religion actually. <laughs> Strong religion starts in you know. And this makes me actually freer than uh, could have been, you know. So uh, this is what you're talking about. The background is a, which limits, it's called conditioning. Conditioning which uh, my parents, teachers, mm -hmm. you know, adults, state gave me. And as a child, I could not resist, you know. I cannot resist the whole society. That's why I took it on, on me, of course. Yeah. Yeah, but fortunately, like I said to you, that uh, I found this Osho meditations and I've cleared up many, many of those conditionings from Soviet, Russian, Kazakh uh, style societies, uh, limiting things. Actually, what limits you could be your resource once you understand what's been limiting you. And this became a favor, like uh, like you say. Uh, favor or what, what did you say? How it limits you? How it, yeah, how, how it favored you, yeah. So that was the thing that favored yeah. you. Uh -huh. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So looking, looking at that in a different way, like, you know, you know uh, there are many, uh, mineral resources in Kazakhstan, you know. Is mm -hmm. there underground? There's just nothing. It's just a um, something heavy stuff. But once you discover that and start using it, it becomes a resource. So this is what's happening now. Once you uh, discover your conditioning, which limits you and work on it, and it, it gets transformed and it becomes your resource. Mm -hmm. So what becomes my resource is uh, feeling free once you know i discover something limit me and it helped me also to um, uh, to travel a lot to become creative in business and what, what whatever so if uh, if you ask me um, concretely like i've been very concerned about work i've been very career oriented it was also my conditioning from my father like be good be you know down 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 yeah. It was actually uh, a limiting thing for my freedom, but having worked that out, I've built a good co co career in the oil and gas industry. I become manager, yeah. or whatever, whatever, and then I understood it's just that's it, you know. Right. Next step, I, uh, if I continue that way, I would be more in a career and then more and then more, 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 more president and what. Is it my real desire? Is it my goal? No, it's my father's goal. Why? Why <laughs> yeah. torture? Yes, myself. So, <clears throat> and this understanding, this realization beca became my resource. 
Mm-hmm. And just uh, having uh, freed myself, feeling free, I decided to drop everything and travel. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. 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 So having that awareness where you can take something that favors you from the situation and then applying it to help you and then maybe letting go what's limiting you. So it, it does take awareness with yourself, actually understanding those things, right? Because a lot of times we actually don't even understand. Yeah. Might be limiting us. And I think going there and understanding that and then applying it. So I like, yeah, I like that. Yeah, and exactly, exactly when sometimes we make decisions in life, it's, and we do that in, in cousin planning, you know, part of it is, um, is is it my desire? Is it my true wish, or is it and by somebody? And and sometimes we do it so so automatically and so subconscious that we don't even realize that it's not at the end. It's not ours, right? Because we go go go. I love that. So yeah, thank you on that. Thank you about for that reminder, Eleonora. Um, and so with that, with with living in applying this this knowledge and this this you know your life experience to all the situations in life um what would you say was your biggest lesson or something you had to overcome while building life or business mm-hmm. in fact uh, me working in this, this business area i also acquired a lot from that uh, thing because uh, a lot of skills a lot of qualities that also help me today also you know in building my um being organized but now it's uh, um, plusing this quality of meditation becomes the whole like Mm -hmm. you know not just while working there i felt that something uh, is um is I, i need more like you know Something is missing. Something is now. Now it's it's not a, a completely complete, of course, but it's uh, a lot more integrated. I would say the biggest lesson. I don't think I have one biggest lesson. <laughs> I have a lot. I had a lot of. Yeah, yeah. We were discussing human design. We're very alike in that respect because of profiles. Is uh, six. If you don't mind, I'll tell. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Six two. <laughs> Those people like us, first uh, thirty years of their lives, they hurt themselves badly. They make a lot of mistakes. That's what happened to me. I mean, I, I'm still working on some of the things I've done to myself. First thirty years of my life. Mm-hmm. And one of the lessons I would say, I. Uh, acquired uh, is that good people should have guts because good people usually trust trust you know they usually mm, do not pay attention to things and today I understand that good people must have guts if we look bad people have guts that's that's why they feel so strong that's why influential they think, uh, feel influential and looking at what's happening today, all these wars, war now very close to us, and mm-hmm. Russia is threatening Kazakhstan daily, you know, you are next, you're like, you know, we see that from the channels, TV mm-hmm. channels, not only. 
I must say that good people must have guts because uh, you see that few bad people run the whole world. They influence all of us today, you know? Uh, like, we, like I said to you before, I had a lot of plans, groups scheduled, um, organ group organizer as well, but because of this COVID thing, everything mm -hmm. was canceled. Because of this war thing, everything is, you know, canceled. Mm -hmm. This is, of course, the existential thing. It does not, uh, it does not depend on me, of course. But I have, I must have guts to protect myself, to protect my close ones, to protect the people I love from this yes, shit. Absolutely. You know. Yeah. This one of the lessons why why people think that spiritual or good people. The good people must have like uh, forgiving or whatever. No, not at all. There's no forgiveness to violence, to abuse. No, criminals must be punished. You know. Absolutely. And how? What does that have to do with the six-two that you started with? With the with the six-two human design? Uh, like I said, we do not people like us yeah. do not pay attention to these mm -hmm. things. We mm -hmm. have to be more aware. Mm -hmm. Because six is the um, the last line. There are one, two, three, seven, right. four, five, and six. It's wisdom too, wisdom as well, because it's a lesson. it's a wisdom as well. It's a lot of wisdom, but it comes unfortunately after fifty, and we're not there yet. <laughs> um, I mean, I, I mean, we are wise from the beginning, but now we're collecting, yeah. integrating experience today. And after 50, they say that uh, we come, like they say, we are going down from the roof. Mm -hmm. Now we're sitting on the roof. Mm -hmm. it, I mean, it's uh, diff um, for, for, for you and me, it could be different, 50, 52. Yeah, 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 okay. 52. I don't know exactly what is my, I, mm -hmm. I, I guess it's 52 or something like that, you know. Okay. But it, do, it, doesn't, it doesn't mean that we have to sit and wait, you know, until it happens. Uh, until we go down, we were. It, it's not possible. It's not possible for people of our type to sit quietly. You maybe you know from yourself. You know, not possible. What if not outwards? It comes inwards for me, uh, at least for now. This mm. period of time, a lot of work inside. Yeah, that's true. Um, okay, well, thank you for sharing that. Um, I want to move on to speaking about your chapter. And we have the um, our third multi-author book uh, that we are launching on April. Um, April 6th, actually, is our book launch. The book is called Women, Money, and Energy of Life. And I'm so excited to bring this to the world. Um, I think we have... Um, 10 countries represented in this book um, or so. And I am, uh, I love this conversation when it comes to women and money, because there are so many things we can talk about. There are so many angles we can talk about there. And, uh, um, and as we know, you know, the, the COVID actually, the global pandemic actually delayed it a little bit, the whole process of um, women, you know, becoming, gaining that economic, um, going towards economic equality and all of those things, right? So we actually went a little bit backwards, but um, during pandemic. So 
without um, further ado, I want to talk about your specific chapter because I think it's the, the, the it's beautiful stories shared from multiple women in the book. I am excited to bring this to the world. Without giving too much uh, detailed information, you can share with us the name of your chapter and what do you want the reader to take away from your chapter in the book? Well, firstly, it's all about conditioning. You know, women are having worked in different uh, environments, I understand that uh, we have, all women in the world have more or less the same conditioning. And what I describe there is an understanding of where it comes from, it's uh, family, religion, et cetera, et cetera, and how to drop it. And yeah. How to drop it quickly without the, you know, going too deep, without torturing self, you know? Yeah. There are actually easy ways, but women do not know that. And it's not so difficult, in fact. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, this is what I describe. Of course, it's um, just the, um, in one chapter, I could not uh, go yeah. very, you know, go very extensive. Uh, yeah, but it was enough to at least to point out some key ideas, you know, of what uh, any woman could uh, can do for herself. So she can overcome the limiting belief that she might have. Yeah. Mm -hmm. She can easily free her up and wow. giving her, giving herself full freedom and uh, full love because the main conditioning uh, women carry around the globe is to uh, fulfill everybody else's need rather than her own. Mm -hmm. And I want us start looking inside you know start looking our own needs inside and looking and starting to be present and aware for ourselves yeah. firstly and mm -hmm. then everything else comes and everything comes uh, as a hormone uh, as a harmony you know yeah yeah well i'm excited to share your chapter with the world and um I we will be posting, so we'll post a couple of links here, but we'll be announcing uh, the book launch is on actually April 6th. So, you know, um, put it on your calendar and we'll announce the, um, the links. We'll be giving the links so that you can get your copy and it will be available only for uh, $1.99 for the first 24 hours, um, 24 to 48 hours. So definitely we'll post some links here. Uh, this might actually go live afterwards, but we will post uh, the link for you to get your copy of the book. And I am excited. <laughs> okay, so um, awesome, awesome, awesome. So let's move on to this last section uh, for the rapid fire questions. And um, so we'll, uh, I'll ask you one, two, three, five, five questions. Are you, let me know if you're ready. Okay. Okay. <laughs> So your favorite book name is? Ooh, it's a, uh, Elvira, it's a difficult question. I do not have one favorite. I have that's hard. It's, yeah, favorite. there are so many great books. But just yeah, but, one. But I will, what comes to me first is Mark Twain. Because of in all of his books, I could find I right. Because he's very humorous and very sharp. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's great. Um, okay, so do you prefer beach or mountains? Mountains. Okay. Favorite international destination to visit? Uh, to move or visit. Visit. Or move, maybe. 
I mean, I would like to visit as many points as possible, but uh, maybe I will move to USA. Who knows? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> uh, summer or winter? Winter. And uh, last one is things that you have discovered about yourself recently. Things that you have discovered about yourself recently. Uh, it's um, being resourceful in myself. Mm -hmm. When uh, I... Uh... Okay, one thing is very important. Is uh, anything... Uh like I can per perceive as negative could be transformed uh, when I look, watch carefully what's going on there. When I sit and watch without being hassled, uh, you're just sitting and watching. Mm -hmm. And then it transforms into being aware of what's going on. This mm -hmm. is, yeah, this is very important. That's great. Thank you for playing. <laughs> So, um, Eleanor, I want to thank you for this conversation. We've touched on so many uh, great areas of our lives. We've touched on our upbringing and, and the current situation that is happening, um, you know, in the world. Uh, so thank you for taking the time to talk about these important issues. Thank you for choosing to participate in our upcoming book. Um, and uh, we'll post more information uh, for Eleanora to get uh, connected with her. And with that, I look forward uh, to seeing you at our next podcast. And uh, thank you, Lenora. I'll see you, see you soon.